Welcome to Gossip Pro, the show where we break the silence and unmask the professional world. I'm your host, AC. And I'm her partner in crime, Chase. So tune in, learn and evolve. And sidestep those professional pitfalls. I thought we'd start off today with Lost in Translation. Okay. This whole thing around hidden meanings is a big thing in terms of corporate. So it's like a different way of communicating. Different things mean different things to different people. Mm. And instead of just being direct, over the years, it's become the norm. And it actually may spill into personal lives. For example, as per my last email, is a corporate phrase, is it not? It is, yeah. And have you been guilty of using this? I wouldn't say I'm guilty of using it. I have used that. And why did you use it? I used it when I had to reiterate a reoccurring message to, say, someone within my management team, where I've sent them an email with a simple directive, all the instructions are within, because some people just write basic emails. I break it down. I literally put bullet points and everything, because I'm like, the more information I give, the more I am supporting you to achieve whatever goal or objective Mm. you've been set successfully. But when the person literally responds in, say, three to five minutes, because for them, it's more important to respond quickly than to actually digest the information. That's when I will go back to them and I'll say, as per my previous email, these were the instructions. Yeah. So. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait one second. (laughs) What happened there? What about you? What do you mean? Well, I said I've used it. What about you? I've used it too. Damn right you have. Not as much though. That's not really my favourite uh, one. I, I'm sorry. Have you got a chart in front of you that says the amount of times I've said it versus you? I feel like you that, feel is, the, like, that I, is the case. It's because feelings are technically evidence. Piss my ass. I'm just saying. If you're going to sit there and, you know, be like, oh you know you use it more than then i want to see the evidence hmm. anyway what it may come across as meaning in a nice way it's usually a nudge to remind someone about stuff you talked about earlier in a previous email i.e., they haven't met a deadline expectations are not being met it's a follow-up or like they're asking a dumb question i wouldn't say a dumb question because i think i think that's a bit of an aggressive tone for a question i, I don't think any question is is really dumb it's only dumb if the answer is already in the email no you no, don't think? No, because not everyone can digest information the same way as, as someone else. Hmm. Some people are very good at reading something, understanding it and digesting it. Doesn't mean everyone's exactly the same. So for me, I don't think there's such thing as a dumb question. But when I know my manager and I know that their thing is to respond quickly, not to take the time to actually read, that's when... That's pretty much what I'm saying, Case. Oh. So yeah... No. Yes. No. I'm not going to let you do this to me. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, so I looked on social media just to see how people are using. Of course you did. Yeah, on as per my last email. <laughs> and I came across this one, which is kind of funny, from Jordan. And I'm going to play it to you guys, see what you guys think. Every office always has that one person that tries to tell you that you're doing everything wrong. And God bless email because you just have the receipts right there within a search. My favorite pastime for the last few weeks has been hitting them with the per my last email, per the attached email, as per our conversation and the attached email. I tried to have someone tell me today that I did something completely wrong. I'm still not in the fucking mood for it. You picked the wrong bitch. So I went back three months and found all the receipts for this one thing. I attached all of them. I sent it back to them with my boss copied and their boss copied. 
per this email chain where you said I did not need XYZ to go forward, highlighted in yellow for your convenience, please explain the discrepancy when what was needed is also highlighted in yellow per the email that you sent me on January 25th. See what I mean? Like, I thought that was amazing. I could imagine your brain thinking that way. It does. As per my last email, highlight, highlight, attach, I've attach, attach. The bit where she said, like, the date and time. Yeah. I've done that. I know you have. I thought that you would resonate with this one. Yeah. It's because... Because you've got folders as well, don't you? You have folders yeah, for certain things. I do. Very organised. Yeah, always. Well, look, it's happened because the thing is, when you've been in a management or leadership position long enough, you realise that everyone tests the water. Mm -hmm. Everyone tries to get away with whatever they can. Do you have to be very organised and stay on top of it to the point that they know, uh, if I raise this with Chase, I know that that mofo <laughs> is going to have that email and he's going to come back to me and say, well, I did tell you on this date at this time to do this with the attachment as per the attachment, highlighted in yellow exactly as Jordan said. Yeah. I've done that. It's good though, right? I mean, like the, she's like, these are my receipts. Yeah. So apparently other people have come back to this on Twitter as well. Mm. And they've said... In terms of what they think, as per my last email means. So, uh, Manuelito, as per my last email equals bitch, didn't I tell you? Look, for me, it's not a I told you so. Mm. I don't use it for that. Yeah. I use it for, look, stop playing these silly games with me and just get it done. Because it's like I said earlier, people test you, mm. no matter what. When you're in a management leadership position... When you're new and you come into it, you're like, oh, everyone will listen to me. Oh, no, 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 no. When you're experienced in it, you know you have to take certain steps to ensure people know not to screw around with you mm -hmm. and to move forward and get things done. Well said. Okay, so there's another one. Please see my previous email means don't make me fucking repeat myself. Um, other people have said you didn't read my last email, did you? You idiot. Can't you read? Other people have also said we've already discussed this. Read your emails properly. I feel like that is a lot of passive aggressiveness yeah. there. That's not what goes through my head when I send that email. I send that email saying, right, you tried your luck. It didn't work. Evidently, I've shown you that I keep a record of stuff, right? And if I need to prove to you, I will prove to you as and when you challenge, just get on with it. Or the other bit, which I said I had a manager who habitually turned around and always was like, oh, I'm going to respond because the faster I respond the better it looks. And mm. it's like, no, <laughs> get on with the actions. Yeah. Within. Take the time, digest. Because when I set deadlines, I always give a reasonable amount of time plus because I don't want anyone to have excuses to turn around and say, oh, yeah, but you didn't give me enough time or this or that. It's like, I gave you more than enough time. I think a lot of people also in meetings will be like, you know, the manager was like, oh, so you're on track with this project. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've sent it to X person to do that. And yeah, is there any, any update? So you look to them and they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I never got an email from you. So mm. they're like dumb as if like, because mm. they know they haven't done it. So they're acting like, oh, yeah, I didn't get an email. And you're like, this is where they like, as per my last email to come out. And you're like, okay, where's that email that I did send to you to prove that I did actually ask you to do something, but you've forgotten. I've been in many meetings like that where the managers have, you know, challenged me in this. And I said, well, no problem. I will send you a copy of the email or give me two seconds. Quick search. Oh, yeah, I sent it to you January 25th <laughs> at this time. So let's look at some other ones on TikTok. So Kirsty Roberts shares her point of view, and I'm, I might have to describe this for anyone who can't see it. So this person's writing an email and saying, as per my last email means, 
Fuck you. Is this individuals who are in a management or leadership position emailing their direct reports? Or are these individuals emailing their line managers back? I don't know. Because what I'm saying is, if someone is emailing their line manager back saying, as per my last, and then they're attaching stuff and whatnot, then obviously they're doing it with the, haha, caught you, F you, blah, 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 right? Because there's this weird thing where people are like, oh, I caught my manager out. If you've got a relationship like that with your manager already, then that's a toxic relationship. Mm. Because don't get me wrong, sometimes I've sent emails and I've had, you know, someone from my management team come back and they're like, uh, boss, you kind of told us not to do that until this date. And then I'm like, thank you for highlighting that. And then I will send an email to everyone again saying, guys, my sincerest apologies. Thanks to so-and-so who highlighted I had already moved the date for this. Yeah. I never got emails in return like that from my staff or my management team because we always had that open relationship. I think a lot of people, from what I'm seeing on TikTok, they are having some funny reactions or extreme reactions to when their managers come back with as per my last email. Maybe not even their manager, it might be an external client. Like So this one, from Venesita's reaction, mm -hmm. she's reacted this way. So I reached out for clarification. Oh. That's what I mean. It's, it's difficult because some people send emails and it's not clear. Mm. So if you're someone who sends emails and you do bullet point everything and you put all the information in there and someone returns back quickly asking you questions that's within that, then I can understand the frustration. But if it is someone who receives an email that's not clear and then you go back to them and they say, as per the last, then yeah, I would get pissed off as well because I, I'll be like, what do you mean? I mistakenly lied earlier. I did have one manager yeah. who did send me an email saying to me, so I had asked for something, then they sent something, then I sort of asked a question, and then they came back and said, as per my last email, and I was like, yeah, gloves are off. I was like, I was like, yeah, what? I was like, hold on, hold on. Okay, you want to go to war. All right. <laughs> no, but it was just like, because I had asked a question and it was just a basic question because I didn't quite understand what they were saying. And then they came back with the as per my last thing. I was like, you're trying to use that as per my last. I'm asking you a question. I read your email. If I didn't understand it, I'm asking you, a, as your line manager, I'm bloody asking you a question because I need the information. Like, did I miss something? Because if I miss something, you know, this is embarrassing. Because mm. I always do, you know, the one, two, three sort of count on email. So you yeah. read it once, you read it a second time, and if you fully understand it, then that's great. But if you still got questions, then you read it a third time. Yeah. Right. So that's what I do with every single email that comes in. I went back and I was reading these emails and I was like, there's no answer in there for the question that I had sent. So then I went back and I said, please tell me in which email, date and time, did you answer the question for you to respond saying as per my last email? Ooh, that's a good way to respond. I just wanted to know because yeah. I was like, did I miss something? And if I miss something, then that's shame on me, right? And the individual came back and this was the best bit. Uh, sorry, boss. Uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't. I missed that bit out. So it's this, <laughs> this, this. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, next time you want. Bro. You can't you know? beat me at this. <laughs> yeah. You want to oh play? Checkmate, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There was another TikTok video that I came across from Grayson. This is around the passive-aggressive email idea. Is it just me or does anybody else struggle to hold back their inner gangster at work? 
Send me a passive-aggressive micromanaging email one more time. I dare you. I double-dog dare you per my last email. About per the fact that we're short-staffed, you can't find help, and you have no idea how to do your job, you keep your mouth shut and just let me work. So that's someone, yeah. obviously, who received that as per my last. <laughs> I love these. It's the, the circumstances are different. Exactly. I think it's always different, like you've highlighted. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing to consider is also when the as per my last email is used almost as a power play. So they copy in as many people as they can just to show you up. You know what? I hate, hate, hate demon in the eyeballs. Yeah. I hate skulls and fire. I hate when people just randomly copy in senior people because they can't handle the situation themselves. Mm. Why? You're literally screwing yourself. Because by copying in that senior person that you don't need to copy in, you're just saying to them, I don't know how to manage this person, so I need to make it look like that, you know, I'm very serious, so I'm copying you guys in. I've had that before. And I've literally returned back to the person and said, is there a reason why you copied in three senior people? And then, uh, you know, I'll put that in the bottom. I'm sorry, senior people. There was no need for you to be copied in. And we'll make sure moving forward that we don't waste your time. We'll use the moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think most people use this to highlight that you've made a mistake, missed something, and it's their way of feeling a little bit smug. Oh, I've caught you out. Mm. And I've done nothing wrong, and, and this person's to blame. Is that for the people that copy people in? Do you yeah. copy people in unnecessarily? Not unnecessarily. It has, there has to be a reason, unless my manager said to me, can you please copy me in? Because yeah. I've highlighted to her that someone's not done something multiple times, and she's like, oh, can you just copy me in just so I can see the thread? Yeah. And then like, oh, maybe my me being copied in will add a bit of weight yeah. to actually getting the action done. And usually this happens with, so it might be someone external that we're working with and that they're just not doing something. That happens, but that's like the one, two, three rule yeah, again, exactly, isn't it? It's like exactly. you, you send the email once, um, no response, you chase them, no response. I usually add another chaser in there just to say, look, I still haven't heard from you. If I don't get a response by then, then I am copying someone senior in who is having meetings at yeah. a senior level with someone from that company or agency or whoever so yeah i understand that but like to copy in a senior manager when i'm dealing with any of my direct reports hell no yeah i agree so what other phrases could we use instead of as per my last email because i think people do react to this whether you're sending it or receiving it i genuinely don't think there's anything wrong with that as per my last email you don't think it's too much the thing is, I've, I've used that and I use that quite a bit with my managers and they know my personality. They don't see it that way. But if you've got this sort of shitty personality as a manager or a leader and you're sending it to get one up on people, then I can understand the frustration. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't want to use as per my last, then you can say, just to reiterate, please do it this, this, this. Yeah, I think other ones I've come around, which is like I'm checking on, on the below. Following up on this is another one that's been used. Following up? No, but that's a different oh, that's email. That's what I was thinking as well, yeah. No, no that's a different... That's a, if you're following up on something, that's a different email. Well, no, sometimes you might use as per my last email in terms of getting something done. Like, you gave them an action to do that they haven't delivered. Nope. Not once. You know, use that. No. Nope. Nope. That's more like a friendly reminder. Yeah, no, I don't do it that way. If, if I'm setting a deadline for someone within my management team, then I'm saying to them, hey, Ricky, hope you're well, buddy. Just want to let you know we we need to kind of get this 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 done so can you please get the following actions and objectives below completed by this date and this time if there's any issues let me know well in advance so we can come up with a plan to make sure we hit that target 
that's how I phrase the email. I give them a date and a time. And if they can't hit that date and time, because I'm, I'm quite flexible, if they can't hit that date and time, they better let me know 48 hours in advance because either I will push my things aside to help them reach that target or I will have a conversation with, say, a client or something and get that deadline pushed back a little bit. So I wouldn't use following up and, no. No. So I guess, like, closing thoughts, it's easy to react or overreact when you get kind of either you're sending this email or you're receiving it. We're all human. I think we need to realise that. And we can make mistakes, i.e. we're reading something and we don't fully understand it or we miss stuff. We just need to be appreciative that that can happen. I think if it's just happened the once, I don't think you need to be sending an email like that. But if it's a repetitive thing and this person's continually doing it, then, yeah, it, you probably can use that phrase. It's, it's dependent on the individuals. And when, like I said, when I used it on some of the managers within my team, it's because I've actually already had discussions with them about the importance of reading the email fully because most people actually just skim, especially if it's a long email. Oh, they yeah. Just skim. You're like, oh, I've got to sit here and read all of this. Whereas, you know, when my line managers send me an email with tasks and objectives, I love to print it. Oh, I do the same. Yeah, I print it. And I just it. cross them off. And then, yeah. So moving on to another phrase that's been used quite a bit, friendly reminder, which we've kind of touched on. A, have you used that? I used it maybe a few times, specifically with individuals who uh, always miss deadlines. That's the only time I've really used it. And I don't want to come across aggressive because they might actually be doing it but I do want to give them a friendly reminder because I genuinely want them to hit the deadline. Mm. I don't want to be stuck in a position where they keep screwing up repeatedly. And I think that is the right definition. It is a polite way to remind someone to deliver something. Now, apparently on Twitter and TikTok, it can be something else. It can be translated in the other person might be thinking, saying this, you've had more than enough time to do this. Where's what I asked for? But is that coming from the individuals who actually use friendly reminder? Or is that people who receive the email that says friendly reminder? No, that's the people who are sending it. And they're sending it with that in their mind? Yeah. And I'm not saying this is the rule. Mm -hmm. It might be an exception as to what people might be thinking. Because you're getting frustrated. You're like, well, I've given you the deadline. I've chased you. Sending you another friendly reminder to get this action done. And you're still not doing it. At this point, the person who's sending this email is probably highly frustrated because they're not getting what they need. So they can move on to the next, next task. Look, if it's their direct report and, you know, they they already allowed it to get to that point, then you just need to manage your staff. Better. But I don't think it's just your direct report because this can happen with other departments as well where you're, like, sending an email and you're not getting any response back or you get something like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll work on that. The deadline passes, you've chased them, and they're, like, still not doing anything. No, one, two, uh, I even told my managers this. If they send me an email and they chase me up a second time, and then the third time, and there's no response to go to my line manager. I told my managers to do that with me as well. And that's what I do with every, because I've worked with large organizations that have loads of different departments. I'm sorry, but if I'm sending you something, you say you're going to do it, or you don't respond to me the first time, the second time, third time, I'm, I'm finding out who's your line manager, and I'm copying them in. This and is where your CCing comes in. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. I need to CC someone in that situation because I'm not looking after them. They're not in my team. They're not in our department. They're in a completely separate department. Then I am going to CC someone because the action needs to be completed. Agreed. This is where people then are like, don't let me hit you up with a, as per my last email. <laughs> so they, they start off with the friendly reminders and then the as per my last email kicks in. 
I did look on TikTok just to see how professionals seem to use friendly reminders. And I think it's a little bit different. Friendly reminders in their minds is when they've made a mistake. Really? Yeah. And I didn't think about it in that way. So usually you get a friendly reminder when you've made a mistake or usually when a company-wide email goes out to say a friendly reminder, please don't do this, this and this. It's usually because you've made a mistake and they're reminding everyone this is the rule, which I didn't think of it that way because I've never used it like that. Companies send out emails like that because they genuinely don't want to be stuck in a predicament where they're losing staff members yeah. over, over silly things. So we're moving on to the third one now. The phrase, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you used that before? I have. And what did you mean behind it? What was your intention? I don't use it that often. Mm, I don't use that often either. Right. Most of the time it's to pull up someone on their bullshit. Mm. That's when so I that's use. your translation. I think that you're quite accurate. So what it generally means, if you, don't, if you just take it on surface level, this is what I think, but I'm open to being corrected if I'm mistaken. That's what it means generally. However, it can mean something deeper. Like? Like in terms of the translation, which is, I know I'm not wrong and there is no use in trying to challenge my opinion. But since we're in the business setting and I'm pretty sure I'll get fired for calling you an idiot out loud. Maybe. So they don't really want to be corrected yeah. in that sense. So I'll give you an example in terms of a case. So person A might say, hey, have you heard about the new project proposal? Person B says, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's about revamping our customer service approach, right? It doesn't come across that negative. I have actually used that phrase in in meetings or when I'm speaking to anyone from my team, genuinely asking them to correct me if I am wrong. So this person is very open to being corrected if they're wrong. Mm. Whereas another example, person A says, the best approach is to focus on social media ads for promotion. Person B says, correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall us agreeing that a mix of social media and influencer collaborations would be more effective. Can you see the difference? I've used both those. Yeah. So I think it depends on the situation, whether someone's really open for your input or not, yeah. or to be corrected. On, on the first one, I always use it to genuinely see if I am right or wrong, so the person can correct me if I'm wrong. But for the second one, I usually use that on individuals who have either done something or said something before, wanting something in a specific way, and then all of, all of a sudden they're coming at me like, that's not what I asked for. And oh, that, I've been in situations like yeah. that. And I'm like, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but in our last meeting, you said this, this, this. Yeah. And it's pretty much me saying in a polite way, don't try and bullshit me. You, That's what you asked for. So that's what you got. Yeah. So number four. Four. Moving forwards. Have you used that before? I have. Okay, so what it generally means is next time, please do it this way instead. But how, what it can be translated to in the mind is don't ever do that again. Or I can't move on without casually reminding you that you messed up big time. Don't do it again. Probably what you were thinking. No, what I was thinking was just do it like this moving forward. Kiss my ass. <laughs> But usually when you say moving forwards, it is to correct. You, you're kind of reminding the person that they've done something wrong or isn't the way it should be done and they should be doing it differently next time. Yes. When I use moving forward, it is exactly for that reason. It's, look, let's not do it like this anymore. We're, we're going to do it like this. That's it. That's what I use it for. Mm -hmm. And it's for their own benefit as well. Like the device not being charged. I guess we're going into this right now, aren't we? I guess we're going <laughs> you know, into this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, the device not being charged, right? And I said, moving forward, 
Just make sure you you put it on charge from morning. Well, obviously, I know that. You're, I know this. You're getting overstimulated. I'm not getting overstimulated. I know you're, as an adult that I need to make sure that it is charged, but it was on 50%. Okay. And it didn't last. Oh. I know for next time to make sure it's 100%. Okay, so... Move, I, I could say to myself, moving forwards, I will make sure it's fully charged. Yeah, that's fine. So I said it. What difference does it make? I don't like your tone. You don't like my tone? Yeah, I don't like your tone. Okay. I know what I need to do. Okay. All right, let's move on. Anyway, yeah. another phrase that's been used. Let's take this offline. What do you think that means? And have you used it? The only time I use let's take this offline is... If we're in a serious meeting and I've got a few of my direct reports there and they overstep and they keep overstepping and I've politely tried to wind their necks in because, you know, they're pretty much digging themselves into a hole. And I say to them, let's just take this offline. It's my polite way of saying, just be quiet right now. We will have a conversation about this later. Mm -hmm. You? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I haven't actually used it in that situation, but I've seen my seniors use it and I've used it in a different situation, which is you're in a meeting and there's certain things you want to cover because it's only half an hour. Yeah. And then someone will bring up another topic that's kind of related, but you don't really want to go into it, which will take the whole meeting to a different place. So usually people use it and we've used it, which is, like, oh, let's take this offline i.e. let's not discuss it in this meeting because it's not that relevant. Yeah. And we'll we'll have a separate meeting to talk about that. That's when I've used, and when I've, my seniors have used, let's take this offline. And apparently people on social media have been a, very confused with let's take this offline because they're like, well, we kind of work online. But where the hell are we going to take it? What? Yeah. They're taking it literally. When you take it <laughs> offline, they're like, well, we're kind of always working online. I work from home. So how are we taking it offline? What, career pigeon? Well, look, I don't. I actually don't blame them because if you've never really worked in a corporate environment, you wouldn't understand what that means. Yeah. So I don't blame them. It's kind of funny though, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think you kind of get used to it because you've been in the setting for so long. Oh, man, long. I've, I've heard that so many times. There's this Twitter post, Bomb Femp. Can someone explain why the phrase let's take this offline actually means taking something online and talking about it over IM and email? Just confused. Look, it happens. Mainly it's in meetings, presentations, <laughs> things like that when it says let's take this offline. Now, if someone says it in an email, let's take this offline, then that pretty much means that they want to have some kind of confidential conversation yes. that they don't want a record of in emails. That's when I'll start being a bit like, hmm, mm. this is a bit yeah sus yeah i don't like this interesting that you mentioned that because i actually have a video on tiktok from discrimination lawyer that talks about this specifically when someone says let's take this offline they want to take it to the phone they want to take it off of emails they want to take it to a point where it's really mm -hmm. hard to prove what you were complaining about and there's a reason for that because the employer wants to protect itself against liability that you expose them to I've actually been in situations where I've been asked to, oh, let's, let's take it offline when I've raised something quite serious. Mm. And I was like, no, I want it in emails. So my recommendation to people out there is if it is something serious that, you know, can truly affect you, can affect your job or can affect any particular area of your employment that has any sort of financial ramification on you, do not take it offline. Say to them, absolutely not. The only time it's worth taking it offline is if you're negotiating 
some kind of exit pay package because yeah. they know they're in the wrong and they want to settle out of court. You can hold a discussion, but my advice to you is make sure you have a strong witness with you. I've had it in quite a few years ago where people used to use that a lot, mm. like serious situations where they genuinely not talk about it on email. Yeah. And they're like, let's take this offline. Most of the time, that's when they know they're doing something wrong. So I think it's good to know. Yeah. So there, there's different variations of this take this offline. Yeah. One which is you've overstepped, you shouldn't really be talking about a certain subject in that meeting versus something a bit more serious. Yeah. So that takes us on to the next one, which we've kind of touched on, which is CCing someone in an email. So what do you think someone's intentions are when they CC the world bosses to get you to do something? Their intentions, I don't give two scraps about. As, as far as I'm concerned, if you're someone who needs to copy in a whole bunch of line managers for you to be able to manage your direct report, you should not be in that position. You are incapable of managing the individuals that fall within your hierarchy. That's the way I see it. Now, if it's for any other reason, like, say, you're copying in senior people because someone from an agency is not getting in touch with you, someone from another department's not getting in touch with you, yeah, then I fully understand that because obviously they'll be a part of a senior board meeting or et cetera. They can have a conversation with whoever the department head is for that area and say, look, my guy's been trying to get in contact with your lot. They're not helping out. What on earth's going on? Like, we all work for one company. So according to professionals, what your colleague is doing and what it means is this is my fucking witness, so don't be lying or forget to do this action. That's one. Number two, I am passive aggressively alerting as many senior people as, must, as much as possible to fuck you up. Yeah, but what these individuals need to realize is you're kind of screwing yourself. And I think I said this earlier. Mm. All you're showing is to the senior people that you're incapable of managing the situation. Senior people don't want to be dragged into petty crap. They want people in their team who can manage and lead without having to drag them in every time that there's an issue. You go to them as a last resort. I agree. And I think this is where you need to find the balance, which is you don't want to leave it too long so that you miss your deadline. And then your manager says, why didn't you let me know earlier? I think the best thing to do is, like you said, if you're not getting a response within the right timelines, then you have a conversation privately with your manager and they will most likely say, just CC me in and so that we can get this action done. Yeah, it depends what position you're in. Well, yeah. If you're in a senior role, then you, you kind of deal with it yourself because your company is going to have policies and procedures where you can manage people who refuse to fulfill their roles and responsibilities. You let your line manager know, this is happening, this is what I'm doing about it, I'll keep you posted. Because obviously there can be financial ramifications, especially if you don't follow your company's policies and procedures, and it leads to, say, a dismissal or that individual going on, you know, long-term sickness and other stuff. Coming on to the next one, thanks in advance. What's wrong with thanks in advance? Whenever you used it. Like in what context? Every single email. Every single email? Yeah. Every single email I send, I say thanks in advance because I'm like, I might be so busy later on, I might not have an opportunity to thank you. So I want to say from that, like, thanks in advance. For me, it's the thank yous, the pleases, the good mornings, the good afternoons. Having that right etiquette is so important in emails because people read emails based on their current mood. So if they're in an angry state, mind state, 
they're gonna sit there and read your email like almost like you're angry but if you're sitting there and you say hey good morning i hope you had a great weekend we need to sort of get on with this 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 can you please get this done by this date and this time really appreciate you thanks in advance e chase that's a typical email i would send so i don't use thanks in advance in every single because okay. in my mind what yeah. thanks in advance it means is I've chosen you specifically to do this one task because you've got the technical capability. I want to thank you in advance so you know you need to do that. So Gen yours is more of a reinforcement. Mine is, mine's a reinforcement that this is yours and I, I do expect you to do this because you're the only person who can actually do this. Mm. Generally, in my emails, I always say many thanks. That's my general kind of sign-off, which is either many thanks or thank you very much. I always say thanks as well, but I, don't use, I only use thanks in advance for specific times. and actually. On social media, that's how people have been using it as well. To add to that, I looked at some research from Fast Company and they said, so maybe this is what you might be getting. I don't know. Did you know it's a different type of response rate? Did people get back to you when you use thanks in advance? Yeah. So apparently when you use thanks in advance in an email, you will get the most highest response rate in your email. So 65% apparently compared to any other thank you. So if as long as you put thank you in there, you will get a good response rate, but thanks in advance gets you the highest response rate. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, having that etiquette when it comes to emails is so important because people do genuinely read it as per their mind state mm. at the time. I've literally had people come to me, oh, you know, pick up the phone and call me and be like, why are you so angry today? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, the email. And I was like, what email? The email that you sent me, and I'm like, did I send you some kind of... Uh, I'm like, hold on, let me see. And I pull up the email, and I'm like, blah, 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 and I read it. And they're like, oh, I didn't read it that way. Okay, well, that's, that's not my fault. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. Take care, Chase. Now, bye. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting one, actually, the way people might read your email. Because yeah. on email, you can't show emotion, can you? Unless... I mean, the only way you can show emotion is if you're using emojis. So I use emojis occasionally. Do you? Yeah, smiley face. Really? Yeah, it really works. Because I don't want someone to, to, for my email to come across in a certain way. They might, you don't know where their mindset is or how they might mm. read the email. So to soften it and to make it seem more approachable, I'll sometimes put an emoji in there, like a smiley face. In the face. email, not yeah. I am. No, no, in an email. Interesting. Smiley face. So moving on to the next point or the next phrase, thank you for your input. Have you used that? And what did you mean by that? I don't think I've ever used that. You ever used that? No. I don't think I've used that either. But generally it means I appreciate your thoughts and ideas, which is the nice version. But apparently, again, depending on the situation and according to professionals out there, it loosely means no one fucking asked. I've never used that. And to be honest, I love it when my team are engaging and giving their ideas. You know how people say every idea is a great idea? That's not fucking true. Not every idea is Maybe a great idea. Maybe we should idea. put that in the list. <laughs> but what I do love is when they come up with ideas, it shows that they're engaged. And when they're engaged, I'm so happy because I'm like, hey, I've got a really dynamic team, you know, that are looking to improve stuff. That's the exciting bit because they want to partake. Yeah, and I'm similar to you. I like it when people are contributing because I feel like they're engaged and you know, they want to do and improve things more. I have been in situations where I have seen senior people use that term, thank you for your input, and I know it's not in a positive way. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to cut you off. Yeah. You're like, thank you for your input. Like, yeah, that's enough. I don't want to hear any more from you. I've taken it on, but I'm not really going to use that information. It's not relevant. And those are the same individuals 
that when it comes to brainstorming sessions and this and that, they're like, oh, come on, guys, really need everyone's input. And it's like, you can't be shutting people down, then asking for their input, then shutting them down, then asking for an input. Yeah. I've been in situations like that as well, and I've looked at those individuals, and I thought to myself, thank you so, so much, because you've taught me an important lesson of how not to lead and manage. Exactly. You see, most people think that bad managers or bad leaders, there's nothing to learn from them. In fact, you probably learn the most important lessons from them. You learn how not to be like them. And if you start doing the opposites, then you become a great manager and a great leader and a great asset. Yeah, and maybe you should start writing a list, all the things you like, and then do the opposite. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Mm. Moving on to with respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. So what do you think when someone says with respect? They are doing it with respect. I don't, I don't know. I don't use that with respect. Neither do I. But apparently, you know, you with, with respect actually means there is no respect. So let me give you a situation. So colleague A said in an angry tone, with all due respect, your proposal is completely unrealistic. Colleague B says defensively, oh, really? Well, with respect, your objections are baseless and lack any real substance. Colleague A sarcastically, oh, that's rich. With respect seems to be your favorite phrase for shutting down any opposing ideas. Colleague B says firmly, with respect, it's the truth and someone needs to say it. I don't use it that much, so... Yeah, neither do I. No, no offence, but if I've got something to say to someone, I'm just, I'm just going to directly say it to them. I have seen situations when, when it's in a big group environment with senior people, and you know when it gets really heated and, and everyone's trying to make... I guess everyone's just trying to assume the alpha position, and they get really heated, and then you will find someone that says, with respect, there's no respect. It's pretty much saying, I don't care what you guys think, you are wrong, I am right, we're going to do it my way. Good for them. You know, if I come across someone like that in a leadership or management team, then rest assured I'll be looking for another job. Like I said, I, re I refuse to work with such negative individuals. You know, you speak openly, tell me where I'm going wrong, help me improve, you know, because I do all of that for my guys 24-7. If I come across someone who doesn't do that for me, don't need them. Because at the end of the day, I know how hard of a worker I am. I know what I bring to the table. So I can, I'm, I'll quite happily take that to another company. Who will appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people should just know their, their self-worth. If you're dealing with toxic leaders, toxic managers, then switch departments. If that's not going to work, then switch companies. Don't be scared to find another job. People got this fear of just like, Oh my God, the marketplace, how am I going to find another job? Even if you're going to lose a couple of grand, you're going to have to drop wage. The mental health, the positive sides of that, of just leaving a toxic environment, that's worth anything. Preaching session over. Thank you for your input, Chase. That was actually really good. It's interesting to know what people think about, like, you know, things that we use on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. but... I guess everyone's got a different mindset to it. Until I started looking into this, I never actually thought about it in those ways. Maybe mm. I am automatically thinking that way, but I never actually thought to think, oh, shit, that, this means this and this means that. And it's not always the rule. There's exceptions as well, but it's interesting to see how people react to things, yeah, how they perceive so. things. I I've, really, so. I've actually really enjoyed this one. Yeah, me too. And it would be great to hear from you guys about your thoughts on, on these phrases or any other phrases you might be 
add to the comments below and see you guys next time.